Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hello, Ashley. Hello, darling. How are you today? I am swell. I'm excited because Thanksgiving is this week. Girl, literally around the corner. It's one of those years where it's early, so it just caught me off guard. Is it early, though? Yeah, to me, it's early. I was thinking I had like two, three more weeks, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Not that I'm complaining, because guess what? I'm about to be eating real, real good. So I'm not complaining at all. So what vibration is your plate going to be at? <laughs> According to the internet, oh, I'm about to be down in the gutter because Chitlin's going to be on my plate, baby. And I don't want to hear no, nobody's. No, no, yep. no, 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 no. Yep. <laughs> and I don't want to hear nobody's thoughts about it. Yep. Still eating me some pig, some pig intestines on my plate. Okay. <laughs> Get God. them once a year, if that. I didn't know you ate chitlins. I am black, Delora, and it is a family tradition and so on my mama's am side. I, friend. <laughs> what I'm not going to do is eat chitlins. <laughs> if I hadn't been indoctrinated into chitlin eating as a very small child by my grandmother, I probably would have never started eating them because there's plenty of things now I will never eat because I will, you know, it's gross. It's gross to me. But chitlins, I've been eating my whole entire life. Give me some chitlins. Give me some hot sauce. Give me some greens. Give me some cornbread. Absolutely. Again, in moderation, once a year. But my mother, I said, mom, you have to learn how to cook chitlins because like, we can't let this go. Now, I'm not going to pick it up. That's for damn sure. But I'll enjoy it while it lasts. Wow! Yeah, my biggest grape during Thanksgiving is sweet potato pie. Mm. See, I'm not a pie person. Potato pie. We do not. I mean, I have to do pumpkin now. But Mm. what I am raising my child (laughs) is on sweet potato pie supremacy. That is what I. That's hilarious. I'm not a pie person. I know black people are so big on their pies. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's the texture for me. I just, I'm not, it's not Actually, my thing. We're having a hard conversation because you don't like donuts. You don't, <laughs> I don't. like pies. I don't I like mean, donuts. What am I supposed to do with this? You know what's funny? And I say this to everybody because we had a whole conversation about donuts when I was uh, with my family recently. It, donuts is one of those things. I eat a lot of unhealthy sweets. Like I'm a huge candy person, all of that. So because I don't like donuts, I've never tried to start. If that makes sense to anybody. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna let this go. This is gonna be one of those bad things that for once I don't pick up and start enjoying and liking. So I just let donuts be something I don't mess with. Save my save my uh, blood sugar because it's already spiked on a regular basis. <laughs> Well, let me go ahead and ask you a question then. Yeah. What's your favorite cuisine? For the holiday? Just in general. 
Fried chicken still. Really? Fried, yeah. 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 I fall into many a stereotype sometimes. Like <laughs> you are killing me. <laughs> you like I eat the fried chicken and the watermelon. Bruh. Now what? Exactly. I don't know if anybody and see I don't I don't like melon, so that's another thing. What's funny is I'm like I will so love, you don't eat watermelon. No. And again, it's like how am I keeping up with this? I know okay. because I will be so black on one hand, and then it's like, but I don't like this other super stereotypical black oh thing, God. right? What so do you eat, Ashley? You obviously <laughs> eat chitlins and fried yep. chicken, but no yep. sweet potato pie, no sweet potato pie, no watermelon, no watermelon. I'm obsessed with watermelon, but, it's also- but I do not eat it in public. It's well, that's funny. I was gonna ask if you've seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where JB Smooth refused to eat watermelon in front of Larry David. <laughs> like, it's like I black don't. people, we don't eat watermelon in front of white people, like, we just don't no. do that. But it's, I don't like melon, period. I don't like yeah. honeydew, I don't like cantaloupe no, because I, I love fruit, but those are yes. like the least sweet fruits to me. My mom's always like, You just haven't found that watermelon that you think is really sweet. I said, no, nah, it's not that. It's well, just watermelon is never that sweet to me. I, I don't eat those other two, but I do eat watermelon. So, well, my favorite cuisines, uh, my top two would be Mexican and Italian. Oh, well, Italian is far and away. If I have to go with like, I can only have one cuisine for the rest of my life. It's Italian. Obsessed with Italian. And... When I tell you it was like a character in this limited series, I wanted to eat some of that risotto. Okay. Like, where was my serving? Italy was supposed, I was supposed to be in Italy in 2020. That was my major trip I was supposed to take. COVID shut me down. I cannot wait. And this show has reinforced why I cannot wait to go eat my way through Italy. Ashley, we are recapping from scratch. A drama available on Netflix rated MA. There are eight episodes and it became available October 21st, 2022. Here's a quick summary. Amy Willer, an American student studying in Italy, meets and falls in love with Lino, a Sicilian chef. When Lino faces health issues and the couple's future is threatened, the two families come together. This series stars Zoe Zaldana as Amy Willer, Eugenio Mastrada as Lino Ortolano. We have Danielle Deadwire as Zora Willer, who was MVP of this show. Keith David as Herschel Willer. I was telling David, I was like, so does he have friends on the other side or what? I never thought about how close his name was to Herschel Walker. Like that did not even <laughs> cross my mind as I was watching this series. I just thought about that too. Keith David is legend. Okay. We have uh, Kelita Smith as Lynn Willer. We have Judith Scott as Maxine Willer. Lucia Sandro as Filomano Ortolano. Creators. We have Tibby Locke and Attica Locke. Tibby, this is based off of her best-selling memoir that this series is adapted pretty, from. 
loosely, I was going to say loosely based off of, but there are some things that are exactly the same and there are things that are not exactly the same. So Mm. some famous producers, we have Reese Witherspoon, Zoe Saldana and her sisters. It's a very woman centric production, which I really love and enjoy. So here are some quick ratings. Rotten Tomatoes gave this series 92% from critics, 86% from audience score, and Google users gave this film 95%. Ashley, what's your grade for this epic love story? Hmm. This is really tough for me to grade. Some weeks I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable because of the story or, you know, the emotion in it but I went ahead and gave it a B plus like I said so deeply emotional and moving but for once I did not feel I needed a series to have me lingering in this pain and grief it was beautiful it was heartbreaking it was romantic it was tragic so the acting for me Zoe Saldana crushed me in some scenes, <laughs> but I loved so many aspects of the story and the way that they were able to tell about love, even through hardship. And I know that in life, we are all going to face hardship in one way or another. So it was very relatable. And so for that reason, it's a B plus for me. What about for you? I gave this series a B. I thought they did an excellent job taking us on this journey because there are elements within the family where they were annoying one minute, but then you fell in love with them the next. Mm. And I just really appreciated the overall representation of love. Love in the romantic sense, the familial sense, Um, career, passion, cultural love. I think this story, the series explores that with care and the fact that this is based off of someone's real life is just, it's quite mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm grateful that she, she shared her story with us. So Without further ado, spoiler alert. From Scratch, as I mentioned, is this epic love story that spans several years. It follows the life of Amy, who is an art student in Italy, originally from Texas, who falls for a man she accidentally bumps into in the streets, in these streets, Ashley. Their friendship turned into something more with This first episode in Italy, we get a chance to be introduced to Amy and her family. Um, It's giving, but daddy, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want my art. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to move to LA. Aspects of that really cracked me up and I thought it was very cliche. But what was really fascinating to me, Ashley, is the fact that when they were in Italy, they actually shot in the location that Tibby and her husband Soro actually interacted with. Mm. So 
let's start off with this meet cute. Ashley, we love a good meet cute. <laughs> what did you think about this one? She had me at I like your shoes, right? If you bond with a man over footwear, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. No, it was cute though, because I think, you know, she's talking about how she's coming here to focus and she's not trying to take a lover as the woman she meets tells her to. You know what I mean? She's she's coming here to to want to have this experience and really dive into her artistry and all of that. So they always say love finds you when you're not looking for it. So it was just one of those moments of you know, typical rom-com tropey start of meeting the love of your life somehow randomly on the corner in Italy. But it was cute though. And again, the fact that, you know, it's not some deer in the headlights. I mean, I think he was more struck by her initially than she was by him. You could tell he was immediately kind of like, oh, la la, who is this? Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't be like that when you first see Zoe Saldana? But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. But I appreciated that you know there was a build up to it. It wasn't kind of immediate. They they made us they made us work for it a little bit. Yes, and her connection with Lino was not immediate because she had who I would like to refer to as Gallery Bay, <laughs> good looking Italian guy. Shout out to Grey's Anatomy because that's where I know him from. <laughs> Originally, he is fine. That part picked her up at the cafe, impressed her with his gallery, but he was too busy. Family came to visit. She was supposed to have dinner with him, didn't show up on time to Lino's restaurant. Lino feels some type of way, bro. Ashley, I was like, is she not shady for that though? Bringing her boyfriend and her family to Lino's restaurant like that. You know, what's funny is I appreciate it in this scene in particular, Lino's transparency, because I think the way Mm. that we handle romantic relationships in the United States, if that had been another guy, he would never have expressed how he really felt. He would not have been that vulnerable. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that was a bit of a, in my opinion, a bit of a cultural difference that he was so Mm -hmm. vulnerable and honest with her in that moment of like, yo, I thought you were bringing your family to come see me. You bring this man to my restaurant to eat my food. That's how you feel, Amy. I feel something here. Do you feel something? Girl, I got to go because it's too much for me. I'm feeling too many things. And at this point, he had already fed her and her friends. Girl. Um, they had every, been time together. Everything on the menu, okay? He didn't just feed them. He gave them everything on that menu. It looked amazing. That's real love. Real Girl. love, okay? Girl. The dude bought her a bike, okay? so like- And you know what's funny is I would have fallen for Lino real quick. Because I want a man who can cook like that. The art (laughs) shit wouldn't have done it for me. It would have been this man. The the Italian suits and the good looking hair. He's fine. He's fine. But I would have been like, hold on, you can cook? Oh, I'm sorry. My attention has strayed all the way over here. All the way over here. And I appreciated him drawing the lines. Like, I think this is one of the first times his pride comes into play and we'll be talking about that (laughs) a little bit later um but he was like you know what i can't be friends with you (laughs) i got feelings for you girl i got feelings in my chest 
Amy didn't know what to do with it. But she woke up and realized what she wanted. So this is when real life meets fiction. So apparently in real life, Timby and her husband Sorrow had an arrangement where he would wait for her outside the door because she was a student. They didn't like, you know, boys mm. in in the building after a certain time, like lights out. He waited for her in the rain when she was waiting for him and accidentally fell asleep. That was like the stuff of romantic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I waited for you Romance. for seven years. I wrote you every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The notebook, yes. guys. The notebook. Yes. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And they decide to be together. And one of the best lines of the of the whole show is people got to eat everywhere. Like people got to eat around the world. So we can make this work. Amy and Lino set up shop in Zora's apartment. When I tell you Zora is the real MVP of this story. Indeed. Amy is back. She's able to find work at a local gallery. Lino, however, is directionless in America. He's working at this rundown Italian restaurant. His pride is being bruised. I mean, he is in this new country where he only knows his love and his love sister. Thanksgiving comes around. He takes the time to cook for her family. The family did not eat his food, which pissed me off personally. Mm-hmm. What did you think about her family not at least tasting what he had to offer? I think they were just set in their ways. I mean, the mom obviously really was following like a stricter diet of, I think she was a vegan, but everybody else. <laughs> the, the cholesterol of a toddler. <laughs> everybody, she was a mess. <laughs> she was a character. Everybody else, there was no excuse. I thought it was rude, for sure, yes. for them to have not, you know, at least tried any samplings of anything. But I think it was supposed to show, you know, the tradition of her family as well, which is we're set in our ways. We are this way. We're from Houston, Texas. You know what I mean? This is how we kind of do things. We want all of our holiday favorites. And it was not much of a stretch from the family dynamic that Lino had as well. You know what I mean? There was a lot to consider with the dynamic with both sides of the family. But one could say her family was actually a little more open than his. So not a little. That's a little. It's not a little. It's a lot. So It's a lot. It's a lot. Speaking of Amy and her family, her father offered her money. So they can, quote unquote, get on their feet. And Lino was not happy about it. Should she have taken that money, Ashley? Not in front of him. And her father should not have offered in front of him. Mm. I'm not trying to buy into the whole emasculation and, you know, all of that. But I think that it's still, again, going into being considerate of another person considerate of the circumstances he could have done that later on in the evening when he was alone with his daughter possibly outside or something like that didn't need to be in the moment with the whole family sitting there it was just it was it was a bit tasteless in my opinion I agree I completely agree tasteless is a great word for that Amy is really trying to find ways to get Lino acclimated to America. Uh, she was able to get him a job offer. 
um, or a job interview at a well-loved Italian restaurant, but racism blocked that opportunity for him. Were you aware of the division between Sicilians and Italians? No. I thought it was all no one idea. and the same. I was thinking, I was like, it'd be your own. Like, dang, how are you not going <laughs> to help a fellow countryman? You know exactly. the struggle. You know, but those are things you don't know if you're not familiar, as familiar with the different regions and the different, you know, thoughts that, you know, even Amy had to learn about when she first got there. Because the yeah. girl she, you know, became friends with told her, the woman she became friends with rather, like, yeah, they're kind of looked at as outsiders. And that's mm-hmm. just a cultural thing you don't know if you're not of that culture, I feel like. But it was disappointing. And very, I was like, why'd you even give him the interview? Do you just need your power trip moment what satisfaction do you get from this exactly but luckily amy was able to find a way to help lino feel more at home by finding a soccer game at a local bar i love how one she took the time to really assess him and find ways to make him feel at home even though we all know he's a distance relationship with his own family so it's a lot of responsibility to be essentially someone's everything, right? What did you think about that? I thought that Lena was lucky that Amy had the temperament that she had. She was such a yes. grounding, great-hearted, great-spirited person that he really found such a great match because when things were harder, you always saw kind of that push and pull a little bit of, you know, Amy trying to figure out how best to navigate Lino. Cause again, they're still getting to know each other. And a lot of the beginning of this, they went 18 months with only having phone calls and not physically being together. So they're learning each other. And I think that Amy is so considerate the way she kind of navigates getting to know him because think about it. I mean, how hard must it be to leave everything, you know, your country, your people, your career, Yes. And for the sake of being with her. So not to say he didn't give up plenty, but I know I felt homesick after being in Florida for a little while, let alone leaving the country and not being able to have any type of quick trips back home or anything like that to kind of, you know, ground you. So I thought she had a great temperament. I thought the way she navigated it was beautiful. And I understood Lino's frustrations. It was such a great night that she proposed to him. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know if he was going to receive that because of the cultural aspects. Machismo of it all. Absolutely. But But I I almost was thinking in my mind, I was like, I wonder if Zoe Saldana proposed to her husband. Because it seems like that could have been a similar dynamic to what she found with her husband, who was Italian in real life. Because he took her surname. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he said, yes, you know, thus continue their love story for the ages. Chapter three, I like to call this the wedding episode. We get more family dynamics on both sides. We have the tension between the stepmom and mama. When it comes to walking down the aisle, Lino's family is completely no show. His own father, when he called to 
informed them of the engagement said that he doesn't have a son. Mm. That was heartbreaking. All because he didn't want to do the family business. So there's a multitude of things, right? He didn't follow the family's business. So he went off, he had education, he's a chef, but then he's with an American. He's also with a woman whose family has been divorced and his family is, you know, steep in Catholicism, you know, divorce is a big no-no, right? Mm -hmm. And so in his parents' eyes, he's doing everything that they taught him not to do. Yeah, but his mama was not happy. When she gave that man a spoonful of sauce (laughs) and had all that sauce on her plate, she was like, it wasn't enough. And I'm like, yes, sis, because anyone else would have been like, oh, she could have given him her plate. (laughs) She's like, that was very intentional. When she went to the priest and was like, I'm so angry. I don't know what I'm going to do. I was like, oh, she's going to murder him. That's how I thought that was going to go. I was like, oh, she's going to kill her (laughs) husband and go to that wedding. Like, that's how that's how it was building to me. What did you think about this wedding? Was it everything you imagined it would be? beautiful italian castle the electric slide the jumping of the broom <laughs> i appreciate still having the black traditions literally at the wedding that i just had for my family it started coming up like are we gonna do the electric slide at some point point? and then the music started and sure enough that's what got everybody out finally dancing absolutely nobody was really dancing like that before but Does anyway you wonder ass play always into I just thought that it was nice that they incorporated black traditions Best I thought, man reference I thought the venue was beautiful but her dress underwhelmed me it mirrored the one that Timby wore in real life I'm sorry it underwhelmed me it was classic sure well in this episode they go on their honeymoon and they reach out to Lino's family my issue with this is like would you keep trying to reach out to a family who has treated you so poorly obviously this is amy's grand idea but i'm like let me enjoy the honeymoon that's just me (laughs) yeah i think in this case i think in this case it was very selfless of her because it was about him it wasn't about her it was about wanting to help mend something she knows is really hurting her husband at this point so and it's not his mother and his sister it's his father right she's able to connect with his sister and the only reason why they're even going along with the father is because again machismo and the patriarchy of the region and oh we have to go with what he says otherwise he loses respect and credibility in the community and all of that ish so You know, I thought it was, again, speaks a lot to Amy's temperament and the type of person that she is and how lucky he was to have her. I wanted to go back and talk more about her family drama. What were your thoughts on the fact that her father and stepmother wanted to walk her down the aisle along with her mother? Do you feel like the stepmother was out of place? That's a good question. I can't say that I feel like the stepmother was out of place because when she talked about it and explained the dynamic and the fact that their mother essentially left and so she stepped in and filled that void and therefore became 
or a, a mother to them, not just a yes. stepmother, a mother to them. Yeah. There's a relevancy to that, that I think maybe a lot of step parent dynamics don't always have. So mm. I don't think that it was, you know, too much in this case to ask. It was still up to Amy Amashe, but yes, I don't think it was, it was too much to ask. Now push it. Mm. You don't need to push it. It's still her decision. She's a grown woman. But you can ask. I did appreciate how they ultimately did it. So she walked down arm in arm with her mom. And her father and stepmother were behind her. So. Mm-hmm. But that was a whole lot of drama. <laughs> go ahead and go into episode four. So back at the honeymoon. You got that Stevie Wonder song in my head, by the way. It's my favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time. (laughs) They got a chance to see his mother and his sister, as well as his freaking father, who couldn't even give them a wave from across the market, Ashley. I just, I was outdone. I'm not going to lie. Some strong principles and thoughts, I guess, to for it to be that deep. It's also important that, that they brought a cake from Italy to LA (laughs) for someone's brother did not know where exactly he lived did not know this man nothing (laughs) nothing all right episode four we are back in LA they were able to find the Antonio (laughs) (laughs) who the king was for and surprisingly he was a part of the Watts Towers. And Amy was so impressed by it. He offered her the opportunity to volunteer with the kids program. Lino, um, still at the Deadbeat Italian restaurant, they're going out of business. And he decided to invest in himself in this pop-up restaurant. Amy is at a professional crossroads because she is offered a promotion at the gallery and a formal job offer at the Watts tower. Were you nervous when Lino asked Amy to use their savings to invest in his pop-up restaurant dream? Was I nervous? I believed that he had the skill set to achieve his dreams I just wondered if this opportunity was going to be the opportunity for that. You don't necessarily always hit a homer on your first time at bat. You know what right. I mean? So but it's also called risk for a reason, right? It is. Saying he wanted to bet on himself. It is. And I think as a married couple, these are the types of decisions you make for your partner, for your union, so that people can follow their dreams and their passions. And yet again, It's something that I thought made their relationship great because they were able to rely on each other in those ways. And he needed her support financially. Yes. And thankfully, she was able to provide it with the the job that she had. So if you're not going to bet on yourself, who else is? That's true. I also appreciated him respecting her dreams and aspirations as well, because she was going to take the promotion for the money, but he told her to go with her heart 
And she ultimately decided to take the formal job at the Watts Tower. A lot happens in this episode, Ashley. The pop-up restaurant is up and running. Zora introduces us to Ken. And she asks Amy to be her wing woman with her mother during that particular dinner. Of course, Amy is preoccupied with the store opening, (laughs) with her current boss and new boss talking to each other. (laughs) But the night ends and Zora isn't talking to Amy. Amy is completely unclear on what happened. (laughs) It takes Lino, who bumped his knee and, you know, doing all this cooking, having a sore knee for her to visit her sister to get some information about the doctor because big old chocolate Ken he used to be a football player. Not and big old chocolate Ken. <laughs> I'm just joking. And Zora completely went off on Amy. She was like, it's all about you. And up until this point, it absolutely feels like it's all about Amy. 365. <laughs> what do you think, Ashley? Yeah, I was conflicted because it for me, it came out of nowhere, too. I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Where is this coming from? Like, you knew it was a big night for Lino. You knew that she was probably going to be distracted. But we're suffering from main character syndrome because Amy is the character that we are invested in. She is the one whose Mm -hmm. story we're hearing. So then I had to, like, stop and think, like, from Zora's perspective, Zora has always been the one who's been helping her out. Zora is the one who allowed them to stay with her. Zora is the one who has made, from what we've seen, the uh, sacrifices for her sister. And I could not think of a time during the series that we saw the reverse of that. So I was like, well, Zora's been a one this whole series so i'm sure you fucked up like that's what i was thinking i agree but i I will say this i will say this when she goes further and tells amy about the story about when amy needed lunch money and zora Mm -hmm. gave it to her and she asked the question if i'm taking care of you who's taking care of me and when she also said that i'm trying to find my lino i was like whoo what I will say is this. I think Zora needs better boundaries because I hear you in terms of doing anything for your sister, but I don't think it was fair for her to ask Amy on her husband's grand opening to sit at a table with her crazy a mama and her new boo. I think that was a, that was a tall ask. I think what can make it seem that way is again we're just seeing that one moment where it's for her it's been building up over a lifetime i think but she it asked all, her on the spur of the moment i know but i think it all culminates you know how sometimes that happens though it'll be you've had a resentment building over things and then it's a small thing that all of a sudden you're like you know what i don't want to talk to you right now i need a break I've been dealing with this. I should have said something. She should have said something sooner. That's another thing. It's like, if you've been yes. feeling like you're giving everything, but, and that's the type of personality you have and you're not getting enough in return, we're grown. You can communicate. You can let me know. And I think Amy, the way Amy seems would have been very open to that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think for her, again, it just built up and it's a series. So we got to have some level of drama and friction 
But of was course. this, did they say that this resembled the real life sister relationship at all between no. Timby and her sister? No, we can talk about that though. So let's get into this real life aspect. What I love is Timby is an actress mm-hmm. and her sister is a producer. She was on shows that we know and love, Empire, Little Fires Everywhere. And she encouraged her sister, Etika, the sister, encouraged Timby to write her love story. Timby wrote the story, bestseller. Etika got her book in front of Hello Sunshine, Witherspoon's production company, because she believed that this could be you know, something. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that most of the things that happen in the series is a reflection of real life, not everything is, including the names and and some of the familial, you know, situation. Are you surprised that they decided not to use their real names? No, not if it's, you know, more of a inspirational adaptation than it is a tit for tat. This is exactly as things happen. And who knows, even though Tim B greened with this and may have been excited for this, it could could have still been too painful to see it mirrored exactly, right? Because this is exactly. still the loss her of the life. love of her life and all of that. So I could see that. One last thing I meant to say real quick about the Zora Amy dynamic is who should have been taking care of Zora? Her parents that's who should have been taking care of Zora, right? Oh, if she's the oldest sister. Being the oldest, but she as you may, know. Yeah, she may not have felt that she had <laughs> the parental support given what we see of her mother and possibly mm. what would have been of her father. She may yes. not have had the familial support from her parents that she needed. And she gave her everything to Amy. And Amy, being the youngest, never thought about the fact that she was not returning that same level to her sister. Ooh, absolutely. At the end of episode four, Amy and Lino go to the hospital to check on his knee and they find out that he has a rare soft tissue cancer. It was not for us doing this recap. This is where I would have stopped. This is like watching the first half of Titanic. You know, this mini series gave me real This Is Us vibes with with the overall feel of it where they're happy moments, they're loving moments, but then the pain. boy, oh boy, there, there's pain and tears. So I talk about Lino's pride and it shows up. It rears his ugly head throughout this whole series. In my personal opinion, when he told Amy not to tell anyone while he was going through chemo, I was like, really, sir? Amy had to go back to her old employer for health insurance, crying and unable to really give the true story of why she needed her job back. Yeah. I thought that was, I think his pride made that decision very selfish. I I didn't know if it was, it's difficult for me to say that I feel like it was just pride because I don't know what, my mindset would be either if I'm being diagnosed with cancer. I don't know anyone's mindset when they're diagnosed with cancer. He's a young, thought he was healthy person and you possibly get a death sentence. That's 
very difficult to reconcile. So yes. I can't even say that I feel like it's just pride. But what I will say is I don't think there was consideration of the fact that being a caretaker yes. is very, very difficult. And she yes. needs support as well. I'm glad that you say that because Timby and the interviews that I saw, I saw her interview with a CBS Morning and her interview with Tamron Hall. Excellent interviews. Highly recommend. She talks about being a, a caregiver for 10 years mm-hmm. with her husband mm-hmm. and how she doesn't feel like we talk enough about it in our society. Mm-hmm. I think that's very true. It's a lot of work. She was a caregiver, the sole breadwinner and a mother. Mm-hmm. It's a that's lot no for, easy feat. A lot for anyone to handle, again, let alone without support. We go into episode five, Ashley, because the family knows now they have to because he is going into surgery. I'm referring to Lino to remove the cancer. Amy informs his family and his parents actually came to visit. I think it's interesting seeing how the father was processing this news and this visit. It made me immediately think of love languages. (laughs) And acts of service. And his 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 was absolutely acts of service, but words of encouragement was just not it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So much so, I don't even know if Lino was even able to receive the love that his father was willing to offer because his father wasn't really necessarily willing to completely give up the grudge (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. he's like I'm here let me fix your garden and you know we'll see what happens like you know what I mean there was a moment that happens between Amy and his father when he hasn't even gone to see his son in his room, right? He, they're both flown mm-hmm. there. The mom's yes. gone immediately. Take me to Lino. The dad's out in the garden. Yes. The dad's, and she's like, oh, he's hiding from you. This, this, and that. She said, why did you come all this way? Speaking in Italian, that's another thing I have to give Amy credit for. Amy yes. leaned into this culture so hard. Yes. She was fluent, baby. Very, yes. very quickly. So when she was talking to the dad, she said, why did you even come if you weren't going to see him? He said, listen. You don't need to worry about why I'm here. I know why I'm here. And for all the like annoyance that I felt for the dad before, that was the first time that I was like, you know what? I'm glad that you care enough about the relationship with your son to make it seem like it's even a priority for you when she's saying something to you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. at least it feels like there's a fight in you about it. At least it feels like you care enough about it to have words for it. Whereas before, it seemed like you didn't give two shits about your son. He was dead to you. Now I was like, okay, well, at least maybe there's hope that you care about your son and that this visit is not going to be in vain. So... I don't know why, but that just, that touched me when he said that. I was like, yo, thanks, dad. At least there's something in you that may help to reconcile that relationship. Lino goes into surgery. The family is a wreck as they wait, but it's successful. Uh, Speaking of his father again, not knowing to really what to do with Lino in the hospital, he went to give him some coffee. And when he came back, you see the jealousy that he has with Lino and Amy's father. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
maybe this is the petty side of me, but I'm like, what do you expect? You have not spoken to your son in years. Not even just you haven't spoken to him. You told him when he called you that you wish you hadn't answered the phone and that in your opinion, you no longer had a son. You know what I mean? It's not just, oh, we're, we're estranged. No, you basically said I was dead to you. Like that, yes. cool? I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. So. Tensions hits a boiling point when Zora and Ken announce their engagement over dinner and his father stood up and said congratulations girl the look on lino's face it's it's how everyone left the table yep with such speed ashley in my big age i would have gotten up when i was younger i would have stayed because i'm like i'm here for this what's about to happen i'm not probably gonna understand a word y'all are saying but i can feel the vibe I need I need to see this. I need to see this little little fight. But yeah. He was like, Do you have you have no shame? You have no shame. You didn't show up to my whole entire wedding that was in your neck of the woods. Yeah. And again, part of me was also conflicted because Zora needs the congratulations also. But still, I think one of my favorite lines was, Are we two angry men or father and son? Yeah. I was like, that was well said. Mm-hmm. Because it was a, it had not been addressed and it had to be addressed. It had to be said, right? Like if his father thought he could just come and sweep everything under the rug, this was Lino saying, oh, you, no, nah, you're mistaken. And I think there is value, even with a parental relationship, having a level of accountability on both sides. In this case, I can't say both sides because I don't feel like Lino did anything wrong. To warrant that behavior, I agree. Yeah, but to the extent of sometimes you have to have hard conversations, even with your parents, when there are situations like this that need a conversation, then yeah, in that case, I think it was for the best because it helped them to start anew or have some type of freshness to their relationship that may not have occurred if that wound had not been able to start closing absolutely the episode ends with lino entering an experimental drug case and luckily he was able to be one of the recipients of the actual drug and not a sugar pill Oh, that was another time when Amy and the dad had a conversation. That time I was team Amy. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate when people talk too much when the doctor's present. It's like we have one mouthpiece or two, but we can't have all these chefs in this kitchen. But it <laughs> wasn't just that. Me? She was like, I am always on his side. Oof. I am always on his side. And this is his decision because it's his life. And if you can't get down with that... Yo ass right on out here. 18 months later, Lino has a bill of health. One of the aspects that I absolutely love, and I kind of talked about it briefly before, is the tribe that Amy and Lino has in their family and friends, which is so beautiful to see to the Mm -hmm. point where I'm like, where's my tribe? I have my notes here. The tribe pitches in, giving them money so they can pay for their bills. But in This Is Us fashion, 
whenever something good happens, something very sad happens shortly after Lino's father passes away. This is the event that causes Lino and Amy to look at their lives and explore what they want out of it. And one of them is expanding their family. They decide very quickly that they want to adopt. They had issues with getting a baby, but of all days, Zora's wedding day, (laughs) their baby was born and available to pick up. I didn't like this. I hope this wasn't real life. I'm like, Zora has been a real one this whole entire series. Exactly. (laughs) And you can't even be with her as she gives her vows. I was really, I really, I know what they were trying to do. And yes, it's beautiful that they were able to have their beautiful baby girl, but Zora deserves better. (laughs) Well, you think about it, you have Zoe and her sister producing, you have Timby and her sister um, who, you know, are involved and based on the real family and story. So obviously this is all being pulled from some sister's relationship not sure which one always but some some sisters probably is like mm-hmm. yeah that's me adelia rose is born again the tribe comes together getting the baby room together another dynamic scene between the stepmother and mother as they talk about motherhood and what's required of it. I don't blame the stepmother for looking at the mother sideways though. I'm like, you coming with these snide remarks, but. Especially after I raised your kids. Listen, she's like, we weren't able to have our own, but your children are my children. Mm-hmm. And that's period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that on that. In their life together, Lino stays at home with baby girl Amy goes off to work. Like I mentioned before, she's not only the caregiver, but she's the breadwinner and a mother. But she's jealous of Lino's relationship with their daughter. Lino and these preschool moms, sir, were you Ooh. completely blind? Ooh, like, those what moms, they would have been out my house so fast. They were very aggressive and very disrespectful in my when house. Sis was like, who are you? Uh, girl, openly flirting with her husband in her face. Openly. It's like, see, I'm a I'm a nonviolent like, person. Get your Lululemon yep. ass up out yep. of my kitchen. And Lino, you're not just going to be sitting there smiling at me, babe. We got some words. He couldn't possibly have been that clueless, you think? I just think he, like so many guys, is like, well, I'm not interested in them. Da, 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 da. I didn't notice. Da, da, da. Whether he noticed or not, we'll never know. Point is, get them out of my house. And you are tripping if you think they're Stat. ever coming back over here. Okay? The disrespect will not be tolerated. <laughs> they were on another level. Ooh, I was like, uh-uh. You better get these white ladies out of my house. <laughs> you crazy, sir. You crazy. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> but Ashley, I'm not going to lie. I do get Amy's jealousy with Lena's relationship with her daughter because my daughter is such a daddy's girl in a way that at first I thought we were fine because I was with her, right? 
mm-hmm. especially the first three years of her life. But then it's like da 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 all the time, and I'm just like, cool, okay. Aww. Um, but I felt for Amy because she's like, I feel bad that I'm jealous about the relationship, but I also feel like she needs this time with her father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't know how long he's going to be around that, that right there. Whew, that was a lot. And kids, we never think about it that way. You know what I mean? It's never like, you know, I don't love one parent and I, I love the other more. I don't think kids think about it like that the same way as a parent you don't think about well I love this kid more than I love my other kid hopefully um you know I think it's just <laughs> I think more they so, know <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just more so you may gravitate towards one more than the other at certain points in time in your life in life yes and you know tides turn and then once she, once Amara has them 10 years I guarantee you she y'all gonna yeah. be having a lot of conversations. A lot of conversations. Yeah. And we're gonna be going to spotting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going and what I always say about myself personally is it took me time to truly appreciate women. Right. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's easy to love the ease and fun of guys more when you're mm-hmm. young. Not to say that that's all that I men are many wonderful things about men not saying yeah. that especially fathers and great fathers but i'm saying like dads are fun you know what i mean like they'll play with you <laughs> rough and tumble they'll do all these things i mean dave then, went outside and made a whole entire snowman with amara yeah Did and I then do when that? you get older and no. you're like but mom <laughs> takes care of me mom cooks for me mom went to all my doctor's appointments mom birthed yeah. me mom yeah. You know, it's just it. Sometimes I think it can just take time to appreciate all that women also do in your mm-hmm. life. And I know for me, I've always loved, loved, loved my mother. But sometimes, even with the other women in my life, other female relationships, it's taking me time to appreciate the amazing contributions that women make to my life. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say that. Well said. Again. What I love about Amy and Lino's relationship, they're able to find a compromise. With that, Amy is able to work less. Lino picks up instructing cooking classes. Amy is able to spend more time with her daughter. But unfortunately, at the end of this episode, the cancer returns. Mm. Episode seven. This is the toughest episode out of this entire series. Yeah. I told you, you know, they make they make you live in the grief. They make you live in it. Yes. I dreamed about this episode after I was done. Did you? It. I did. That night I dreamed about this episode. That's how much it stuck with me. I did. Oh my. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Lena returns to treatments, but it's much different. Now, the family is there taking turns, sitting with him during his chemo sessions. I thought it was a beautiful moment, even though Amy's mama is wacky AF. The fact that he indulged her in meditations. I just, I thought this was so 
beautiful. And, and this is where the love comes in. So even though this is definitely the toughest episode, the amount of love mm-hmm. throughout it really in some ways kept me from just completely losing it. <laughs> okay. And we got it, to see the progression of their relationships with him, right? From, absolutely. Yeah. Over the course of those those seven episodes, it was beautiful to watch. Unfortunately, he gets an infection. This whole hospital scene of doctors giving him all types of tests, hospital staff being disrespectful to the families. I have seen some of this stuff firsthand. Yep. I thought this was extremely realistic. Like when Amy's like, who's ordering this test? Who is this doctor? We've never talked to this doctor before. That has happened in my family's life before. And it's like, it was just too real. It was too real. It was very upsetting. Just to be eventually told his cancer is incurable. His liver is failing and his body is shutting down. There's nothing else we do. It was so upsetting when you had the scene with the lady. She had to chase out to the the doctor. She had to chase out to the parking lot. And she was talking about trying to get him um, a liver transplant. And her, his um, oncologist was saying, you don't take out the couch when the house is on fire. And I was like, the fuck type of thing is that to say? Like, why has there not been more communication leading up to this point? Why has this been? And to your point, I've had it in my family, too. And it's, it's heartbreaking because these are human beings who are doing the best of their ability, but sometimes making very big and wrong judgment calls about the health of your loved one and the way that it devolved was just heartbreaking you could see lino's eyes turn yellow yeah obviously the, for most people they know it's a sign of an issue with your liver but why was there no communication right it was very very viscerally upsetting lino knew what it was and i thought it was also interesting when that doctor finally told them about essentially hospice care she asked him what he thought and he was like you're the first person to ask me mm-hmm. what i want what i need mm-hmm. because at certain points when you are in the condition that Lena was you stop being a human being to people you're no longer a person you are a patient you are a victim in some ways to people you know what i mean yeah. So they're not looking at you as somebody who's like a sound mind and body anymore. He got a, he still has his mind. Right. The decision was made for Lino to go home. It was the grief counselor telling Amy about what she should do with her daughter that was literally killing me. Mm-hmm. The fact that she wanted, needed her to be a part of the process, essentially. Yep. I thought that was powerful because I feel like what they did in this series as well as teach people how to handle situations like this, like teach people to check in on the caregivers and their family, mm-hmm. teach people to show up and, and be of service to your loved ones because it really does take a village. I think that's such a positive outlook on this and on this series, because again, 
I felt so much throughout like y'all really dragging this and making me dwell on it so often when we see things like this in movies whatever you may have moments of emotion but you don't dwell on it right the person passes away and then as an audience we kind of move on and it is what it is but to your point so much of the lessons I take in life are from things that I watch. So Mm -hmm. if I ever am going through a situation like this, maybe I will find more solace in seeing this again as like a more of a help to me or help in that situation and thoughts about that situation that may be a little more uplifting than how I look at it right now. Because Mm -hmm. thankfully I haven't had to deal with this. I don't want to have to deal with this. And I think that's why a series like this makes me so sad because you don't want to think you'll have to be in this position. But if you find yourself in this position, this may be very comforting. Let's talk about this final scene between Amy and Lino. As I mentioned, up until this point, the family and friends, their tribe came together, spending time with him, supporting Amy, supporting the baby girl, even in the conversation she had with her landlord before death, people get burst of energy. That's something I've definitely heard before. Spending time with Lino, with him wearing his dad's hat, that also took me out too. Mm-hmm. I, that was not lost on me. But in the end, when and Lino were talking and he asked her, do you know where I'm going? And she said, I don't know, but wherever you're going, it's going to be peaceful. She told this man, I welcome you in my dreams Mm. until we meet again Mm. (laughs) i'm crying y'all i am crying tears are coming it was very very emotional like i said this this film will have this show rather will have you openly weeping like ugly crying Mm -hmm. and i was going through you know my monthlies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the way I was like Ooh. Woo. it's the moments of sheer just open sobbing from Zoe in this series that got me the most I was like girl yes. you just, y'all just said focus the camera on her and let her go and the scene ends with her just telling him I love you I love you I love you in his native tongue But then before, like, she dreamed about him waiting for her and he waited for her to wake up before he passed away. Yeah. Like, that was Jesus. A love for the ages. Episode eight. Grief-stricken Amy is completely undone. She's not eating. She's not bathing. She's not taking care of her daughter. Her family rallies around her. They told her, you have to spread Lino's ashes in his hometown in Sicily. And she's like, I can't do that. Which I get. I <laughs> Like, you want me to take the time to physically move what remains of my love of, the, of my life mm-hmm. on a continent away i i can't even imagine but she was able to pull herself together and made her way back to sicily what's interesting about this episode is you know she's there she doesn't want to be there obviously because she's there without lino 
but the quirkiness of the community that she is first estranged to she strangely and slowly becomes a part of Mm -hmm. I, I really love that aspect of this episode because it's like a bright light we find out that she owns the house and the land that her mother-in-law lives in. Well, her, she <laughs> the, she gave it to her. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, the mom huge. is choosing to give this to her and leave it for her daughter. So, And she rejects it at first. Do you blame her for rejecting it? I think it was a lot, especially without a conversation beforehand. You expect, at least in American customs i'm not sure about any other but we would have a conversation most likely before the passing of land and assets and all that sort of thing and um it's not surprising that that's what lino's mother necessarily decided she could have chosen to give it to her daughter as well um so you know said a lot about how she felt about obviously lino but also amy at this point because her and amy were not did not necessarily have the closest relationship prior so I thought it was a actually a very generous step in their relationship. I agree. The series ends with Amy's family coming to visit. The entire family, aka the tribe, enjoys a good Italian meal. Amy's last words of the series is your home. Ashley, do you have any final thoughts on From Scratch? What a ride, what a journey. Zoe Saldana really, really captured this role for me and all of the emotion, as did the actor who played Lino. I probably, again, would not have finished this one if it was not a recap because I'm very, as you say, American and liking a happy ending. But I think there was beauty to understanding a story like this and I think it's one of those better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all I think she just like in the fall in our stars and that infinity being what it is she has such a a major beautiful love that's so rare in this life I always say for people who find it you've hit the love lottery and Amy and Lino just as Tim being her husband in real life hit the love lottery and I think that's such a beautiful thing what is life without love so Mm. for all of that I enjoyed the series so thank you very much beautifully said Ashley I want to give a fun fact Tim B is an actress and the last time we saw her she was in Never Have I Ever on Netflix she's the scientist friend's mother. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. I think I do remember that now. So my final thoughts, it comes from Timby, from her interviews. She talked about how she experienced big love and big loss. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately love did not leave her. The promise is that love never dies. And I thought that was so beautifully said because I really did feel the love throughout Amy's relationships of the series from all angles. And I think it was beautifully done. Bravo, bravo, ladies. Mm -hmm. And on a funnier note, I told Dave, I'm like, I've been wanting to go to Italy for the last five years. And now I don't want to be over there 
them looking at me like, oh, black women in Italy. <laughs> there, you there watched from scratch, us. didn't you? I sure did. I sure did. They're used to us. It will be nothing. So I'm looking forward to hitting my Italy trip as well, girl. Ready to eat some good pasta. Absolutely. Well, if there's nothing else, time for hitting gems, Ashley. All right. These are recycled because I don't think I really watched anything new since I've been back in town. So these are ones that I had previously. The first one is a series called Designing Miami. It is a reality series on Netflix, eight episodes following husband and wife Eileen and Ray Jimenez running their own respective interior design businesses. This is based in Miami, as the name implies. And for me, being based in Florida, I enjoyed seeing the aesthetics in their designs and just really enjoyed them as a couple. It was cute. It was fun. And them kind of him restarting and getting back into entrepreneurship solo and her kind of continuing to grow and build her business as well so and y'all y'all know I love design moments and all of that so it falls in line so that's designing Miami on Netflix number two blockbuster on Netflix we previously recapped the documentary the last blockbuster and so when I saw this pop up I was just curious as to what the series was and what they were going to do it's 10 episodes starring Randall Park and JB Smoove set as a workplace comedy at the last blockbuster it was interesting and it left off on a note that I wasn't expecting so i'm curious to see if it's going to get greenlit for a second season on netflix and my third and final anola holmes 2 on netflix loved getting back into this world another thing that we recap we recap the first film and while that first film had a little bit more magic than this one did. I still enjoyed this ride as Enola gets deeper into her detective skills, taking on her first case to find a missing girl. So check out all three of those on Netflix, along with obviously this series that we just recapped from scratch. And those are my hidden gems for this week. Delora, what about you? Thank you, Ashley. I have two. The first is a podcast. It is Marvel Studios' official Black Panther podcast, Wakanda Forever. It is hosted by the talented Tanahasi Coates. And the first episode features director extraordinaire Ryan Coogler. This 40-minute episode was so good because it talks about... Ryan's process. It talks about Ryan's last conversation with Chadwick. Mm. It talks about him having to make the pivot to get to the story and the ultimate result of the film that was just released last week. It also provided some insights from Tallahassee Coates' perspective because if you don't know, he's not only a prolific writer, he's wrote several Black Panther comics. And so he's steeped in this Marvel universe, so to speak. He has connection with Chadwick himself, both being Howard Grant's. So fascinating conversation. Highly recommend. My second hidden gem isn't all that hidden. It is the soundtrack to 
Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Of course, it features two new Rihanna songs. But what I love about this soundtrack is the mixing and blending and the alternating songs of Afro beats and Latin flavor. And it's done seamlessly. There's a level of authenticness <laughs> to it, especially from, you know, tribal sounds, both from Latin America as well as um, the African tradition. So some of my favorite songs, Alone by Burner Boy, as you know, adore Burner Boy. Track number six is called Kan La Brisa. It's the song that's played when we're in Namor's neck of the woods, so to speak, underwater. Toby, we talked about him last week in our Hot Topics. Grammy-nominated Best New Artist. He has a song on there that's very high energy. Wake Up featuring Remy. It's uh, by Bloody Citizen, which is an Afrobeats artist. And of course, Born Again, Rihanna's second song that I actually enjoy a little bit more than the first. So highly recommend Wakanda Forever, Forever, Ever, Forever, Ever. And that's all I have today, Ashley. Forever. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, guys. As we mentioned at the end of our episode last week, we are on a hiatus for the rest of this week and early next due to the holiday. So you guys enjoy your time with your family and loved ones. Enjoy some good eats, you know, take a listen back to some old episodes if you just want to keep you know hearing us and listening to our voices we have 150 plus at this point so share share our podcast with your family and friends play it let them hear it invite them to subscribe (laughs) turn on that bluetooth okay enjoy (laughs) yourselves live your best lives be safe be blessed we will see you guys next thursday back with headlines and hot topics have a great one Love you guys.